Hallelujah. I said, you like you can do better. Hallelujah. Okay, so this morning, um, let's stand together for the choir. The lyrics of the song says, Our heart, our mind, our soul belongs to the Lord. And the Bible says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. This morning, we'll be having a discussion on godly manners. Watch your communication. And it's going to be a panel session. I'm excited, you know, I'm happy. And if you have questions, so we'll be answering questions during the panel. But if you have questions, you want to know if it is appropriate to change it for people as a believer in certain situations. Maybe you can put Jesus aside and just do a little bit of parrying for people. Please write your questions and pass it to the nearest ushers. Thank you. Hallelujah. For those who do not know, my name is Abigail Olatsuga, and I'll be anchoring. Okay. And I'll be anchoring this panel session. Of course, I would not be doing it alone. To join me on the panel are, is it a, or is? The first person I will be calling is the president of LCF Unilad, Pastor Mofi Folua Israel Aladeshui. If you are appreciating the Lord in his life, I believe you can do better. And the second person I will be calling is the assistant head of department, the media unit, Pastor Adewi Sola Adewi, please put your hands together for her. The third person I would be calling is the head of the beautification unit, Pastor Oyeleko Itsunuolua, please put your hands together. And the last person that will be joining us on this panel is one of the longest serving workers in LCF Unilag at the moment is a member of the follow-up unit. Please put your hands together for Nifemi. follow-up you need to listen as much as they have shouted hallelujah so we're talking about godly manners watch your communication our panelists you're welcome thank you very much for joining us so I think it's important that we introduce the topic to people I remember two weeks ago before we went on the break pastor Finn preached a sermon on godly manner so, when we talk about godly manners, what makes it different from an ungodly manner? Why aren't we just talking about manners? Organizing, you've not given us another mic. Why aren't we just talking about manners? Everyone will be speaking. I'll start with Nifemi. Praise the Lord. Um, I think there's always this saying that oh, Christianity is not morality. That is, um, in the world we are today, there are right and wrong. And some persons will be like, there is really no proper definition of right and wrong. That's in the world. That is what might be right to you, might be wrong to me. But as Christians, we know that we can't really follow that. Because we have the Bible. The Bible tells us what to do. The Bible gives us instructions as regards certain things. And if we are children of God, if we are um, hoping to get to the kingdom of God one day, I think... We have to follow whatever is written in the scriptures. And that's why we are studying godly manners and not just manners. Thank you very much. Pastor Darren. Praise the Lord. So, First Timothy 4 verse 12 says that we should be an example of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in truth, and all around. So, when you say you are a born-again Christian, when you say you are a believer... We don't just want to see the fruits in how long you can pray 
and how much or the consonant of your tongues, you know, those, those kind of things. We don't want to, that's not just where we are seeing it. When, when you become born again, your entire being, your spirit is born again and then it extends to other parts of you. So that is why it is very example, is very important, sorry, for us to be treating this topic because you cannot just be a spiritual man that is useless physically and among his peers. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. So Nifemi has said that we are discussing godly manners because to us, what is right is not relative. The scripture is our standard. And Pastor Derry has also said that we are discussing godly manner because we do not want spiritual people who are lacking in character. Pastor Ituno. All right. Praise God. Godly manner is how we should conduct ourselves as children of God. And an integral part of godly manners is our communication. And as a communicator, I know that communication is passing information between an encoder and a decoder. And ultimately, for communication to be effective, there has to be feedback. Amen. There has to be feedback. So what are you getting back after that communication? The God factor is the difference between the communication according to the world and communication according to the world. So they are entirely different things. So in this kingdom, the feedback we're getting is Christ. Amen. So if you communicate and the feedback got in is not Christ, then that's not a godly way of communication. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Fain. Praise God. Can you hear me at the back? All right. So, ah, deep words. What do I have to say? So, um, so communication. I'll just speak very shortly. So, communication is more than what you say with your mouth. Praise God. If I walked in here this morning wearing a, you know, a gown like a lawyer, calm down now. <laughs> I don't know, is it gown they call it a robe? That shy, what the lawyers wear with their wig. Praise God. And I just walked in here. I'm not smiling. I walked in here. What you, you think is costume day, you know, maybe, oh, maybe pass off, you don't know that today, don't forget TV. Go. So I'm already communicating something. Praise God. Hallelujah. So communication is more than what you say. Even your dressing alone is communicating something. Praise God. Hallelujah. The way you smile can be communicating something. You know, there are different kinds of smiles. There are some, some people who smile, you say, they struggle. You understand? So, even your smile is communicating something. So, I think it's more than what we say, right? It pertains to every single thing about us. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe that a proper foundation has been laid for this panel. You know, Pastor Itunu said that communication is, it was a whole lot of encoding and decoding. But I heard the part where she said, what makes the difference between our communication as believers and the communication of other people is Christ. So if we see Jesus in your communication, we are able to tell that you are a believer. And our pastor by the Spirit has peeped into my notes to answer the second question I would have asked. And he has told us that communication is more than what you say. Communication is in how you look. Communication is in how you appear. So... God sees your heart, but we see your physical, and we judge you by what we see. Amen. So, Pastor Daring, you help us with this question. If I see a post on social media that I strongly disagree with, for whatever reason, how can I engage the person who posted it in a respectful and constructive way. How can I air my opinion, especially on the streets of Twitter, without dragging the person, even when the person deserves to be dragged? Praise the Lord. So the thing about Twitter is that Twitter is an entirely, is a very special place, all right? And there are different kinds of people. It's mixed breed. 
there are sometimes I'll just be wondering, are these people truly alive? Like, are these people human beings? <laughs> but anyway, one thing I would advise for somebody that is trying to engage people on the internet, on social media, especially places like Twitter, is that it's not every matter that is your matter. So, in fact, there's a particular sect of people, Christian Twitter, there's always one argument or the other. Tomorrow they can say Paul was a woman. And before you know it, we'll argue about that for like two days or one week. So it's not every matter that is your matter. But for in an instance where somebody is directly attacking you, somebody is directly speaking to you, first of all, what is your heart posture? Is your heart posture to drag this person and be savage and to clap back? You know, the Bible says in Colossians 4 verse 6 that you should always have the right words, especially for unbelievers. You should always have the right words that build up, that strengthen. So always remember that you are not of the same nature as the person you are talking to. That person you are talking to is an unbeliever. You, you are a born-again Christian. So as much as there's a temptation to be savage, you know, you have all the right words. Like, you're like, if not for my born-again spirit, ah, I will have given you. But... Respond in love. That's one thing I'll advise. Respond in love. Respond to bring this person to a better place. Not to clap back on the person and show that you have word supremacy. So respond in love. Um, if it's something you can clarify. For instance, if the person is um, saying um, believers are rude, or maybe ICCG members are rude, or something like that. If it's something you can clarify that, oh, it might be the person's mood, there are different things that could have warranted the person's response to you at the time you experience the person. If it's something you can clarify, clarify it. If it's something you can address, address it. But when you see that, in fact, there's a rule in social media. When, you, um, when somebody has made a derogatory comment on your post, you respond to the person eh, to get another response. Once Smile. the person responds and um, you see that this person is ready for fights and the person does not have work, just close it there. Choose your battles. You have better things to do than to be dragging people on social media. All right? So respond in love. Respond with respect. Respond to correct and to get this person to a better place. And lastly, respond from your place as a believer. So respond with the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Pastor Daring. So while we are still talking about engaging people on social media, Nifemi, you are part of a group chat where the conversation is getting heated and people are starting to make personal attacks. For instance, class group chats. God have mercy. You know, sometimes the matter does not even concern your class. It could be a football discussion. And then you see two, three people, they start insulting each other. How can you help diffuse the situation and steer the conversation towards a more positive direction? How can you encourage people to listen to each other's perspectives and seek common ground? Okay, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think most of the time when we are, when we, when we happen to just come into our group chat and we say things like that, some of us want to fuel the fire. But I think as Christians, it's not so um, wise of us to do that. So, okay, what can we do? I realize that it seems people listen, they tend to listen to um, persons they respect. Either maybe you feel this person is wiser than me, smarter than me, or is more matured than me, than myself. So first, you have to look at yourself. These two persons that I have, or this group of people that are arguing, are they people I can actually talk to and they will listen to me? I think that's, that's the first thing you should do. If you, if you feel they won't, since it's a group chat, let's, let's assume it's like a class group chat, I think you can just walk into or enter the DM of, Maybe your course rep or someone you know that, oh, this person is highly influential in class. I'm like, ah, don't you feel this thing we should try and water it down? Or the way it's going, it can, it can lead to something else. Then you make certain suggestions or advice to the person that, oh, that, why don't we go in this direction? But behind the scene, you are also trying to consider the points that both parties are making. You are picking out what makes sense from what they are saying. That okay, well, this person has a point here. Oh, he should not have said this and that. Then you communicate to that person that you feel okay should be able to do that. Then you on your own, since since we are limiting it to um, online, that is a group chat. You can slide into their DMs personally. You are trying to be the neutral person here, so sometimes you have to also make extra effort. You can slide into their DM that ah, that bro. 
calm down, this thing that this person, and most of the time I try not to use text messages. You can send a voice note because sometimes in voice notes, what you are trying to pass across is well explained. That, uh, this thing that this guy is saying, this is what he actually means. You are reconstructing what the other party or what the other person is saying to make more sense. That, oh, this is what this person means. Okay, I understand you should not have said this, but you also just calm down, chew and try to get the point this person is making. So, if you know that you can speak to them and they will listen, go ahead on the group chat and try to address the situation. But if you know that probably they might not listen to you or whatever, look for someone influential on that group chat and advise the person or make the person know that, oh, you have to do something about this. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nifemi. So if you're in a group chat where things are getting heated, apply wisdom. Sometimes you don't have to contribute so that your voice is not lost in the multitude of messages. You can private chat a person who has more influence over the group than you do. Thank you very much, Nifemi. God bless you. Pastor Itunu, we are still talking about people sending messages. So someone sends you a message, someone you do not know well sends you a message asking for your opinion on a sensitive topic. Let me give you an instance to help you. Perhaps someone knows that a pastor in RCF Unilag and sends you a message and say, Pastor Itsunu, I applied for a job and they told me that it's a writing job and they told me that part of the things I would be writing is promoting homosexuality. That we are not a people who are against transgenders and the likes. And the person is asking for your opinion. How do you communicate your opinion without being dismissive, without coming across as judgmental, and without also being so accommodating that you do not state your true beliefs and opinion? All right, so praise God. I think that first of all, you need my opinion on a sensitive issue. The first thing anybody should do, if you want to listen, the first thing you should do, if such an issue is brought to you, is to listen. Right? A lot of us are quick to prefer solution without listening. So you listen first. Okay, what are you saying? They want you to write on <laughs> homosexuality. Um, personally, I would advise that such a person, or the first thing I think you should do, listen to the person. What's your take? Do you think you should write? Don't you think you should write? You know, what are your beliefs? What are all of these things that you think, first of all? Break the person's psyche. And secondly, you see, when we are preferring scriptures, we should not be hypocrites of our messages, right? So you come to me to ask me something like that. It's because you think I can prefer solution, right? And if I am giving you a solution, it's because that is what I believe in. So I would tell you that, oh, don't do this, don't do that, don't do those. But then we should also take it outside of judgment, outside of all of this. I am telling you what I think, and I am not being judgmental. So you can engage the person, listen. What are you saying? Okay, this, 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 this. It's a sensitive topic. I don't even think homosexuality is a sensitive topic. I think there are, it stated, like these are things you should not be found in, right? There are rights and wrongs to these issues. So you can communicate in love, communicate, um, even if there are boundaries, even if there are set lines, you can communicate in love. You can communicate what you're saying. And you know, Pastor Finn, you said that dressing is also, tone is also communication. You know, you come to me and tell me, I, I'm thinking that you're right. And the first thing I'm telling you is, are you okay? Why, why are you considering it? No, that's not a, an effective way to communicate. There's also tone, you know, the Yorubas will say that, so there's a way you would say the same thing, but you will say them differently. Like you're saying the exact same thing, but how you are saying it is what differs. So in such a situation, I think that there is also the tone of addressing the issue. Okay, thank you very much, ma'am. So when someone you do not know asks for your opinion on a sensitive topic, you should listen first. You should also respond in love. Ask for their own opinions. When people come to you to ask for your opinion, they also have opinions. So perhaps you should hear them out first so that you are able to answer appropriately. Amen. Are you following or you are distracted? If you are distracted, shout hallelujah. If you are following, shout hallelujah. 
Pastor Finn. <laughs> you belong to a Bible study group where people have different interpretations of a particular passage. Actually, I want to believe you belong to so many group chats. And then somebody comes on your group chat and says that the Bible never told us that the fruit in Genesis chapter 3 was apple. In fact, I read somewhere that the fruit was sex. You know, and somebody writes something like that. And they begin to do exegesis and injustice and everything, you know. How do you engage them? I hope I don't meet that situation. How can you balance the desire for truth and accuracy with the need to be open-minded? You want to communicate to them that their perspective, their interpretation of the Bible is wrong. So how do we do that? And yet we are still humble in our interpretation. We are not forcing our beliefs on them. We are not telling them outrightly that their interpretation is... That is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that they are reading the Bible upside down. I mean... All yes, right. how do we do that? Yeah. Praise God. So, praise God. <laughs> do you know that there are some okay. There are some arguments that you should not even bother entering. Um Proverbs said something. It says that when you answer a fool in his folly, you yourself you become a fool. Praise God. Imagine you be a pastor Victor. You just saw both of us just talking, talking. You just passed. And you saw Pastor Victor say, this is not a chair. This is a table. And I said, no, Pastor Victor, are you blind? This is a chair. And you can see it's a chair. Both of us. What would you think about it? And what people you see? Say, Pastor Victor, carry something. You know, so there are some arguments that are not worthwhile. And the Bible says we should avoid such. Praise God. Now, if you see that someone, I, I think it was, it's no, she said that you, engage them and know where they are coming from. Some people have read things somewhere, and that's what they are just echoing. So you hear the person, the person says, oh, this is this, Adam was not a this, and you say, okay, beautiful, I've never really heard this thing before. Please, where did you get it from? The person says, oh, it's the Holy Spirit that downloaded it from me from heaven. I say, wow. Alright, that's fine. Praise the living Jesus. I know we have different Holy Spirits these days now. So, that's fine, you know. But then, I also believe that in answering some people, you should also be quiet to know what God wants to say. Right? The Bible says that we should pray that utterance be given so that we can speak the word boldly as we ought to. So there's a way you have to answer that person. Praise God. Now, whatever I say to you now might not be the way you should answer if you meet somebody in this situation. Praise God. But there's a particular way you are meant to answer the person. And I believe the best thing you can do is just bring the person back to what the Bible, if that is the situation, bring the person back to what the Bible has said. There are things the Bible has not said. There's no point you now writing, you're the script writer, God, the assistant scripture, you're now finishing what God did not finish in the Bible. Praise God. All right. So if that is the situation, just bring the person to what the scripture said. There's no point dragging it. Praise God. And just pray. Holy Spirit, this person is blind. Open his eyes in Jesus' name. I think that's all. Amen. Thank you very much, sir. If you want to clap, I believe you can do better. Nifemi. You are at a social event where you see someone you know, but there are also other people who you don't know. Let me rephrase that question for RCF Unilag people and the University of Lagos students. You are working in campus, I'll be on campus, and you see someone. So for instance, you see Pastor Finn. You know Pastor Finn is the president. And you probably see him with his classmates. You will greet him because he's the president. But then his classmates, you, don't, you saw him talking to his classmates. Is it okay to just greet Pastor Finn and ignore his classmates? You don't know his classmates from anywhere. Is he okay? Okay. It's best for him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, first, I, I know his classmates because we are in the same. Okay. But I understand the question. All right. Um, is it okay? No. I don't think it's, it's okay because 
Is this saying that um, first impressions, they, they last longer. So if I walk up to someone that I know and I greet just the person, and I didn't even give any sign of, oh, you are even here, or something like, oh, I, or oh, bro, what's up? The person can, in his mind, just feel, this guy is proud. You understand? So I feel, if I greet Pastor Finney, ah, Pastor, my pastor, or relate with him as maybe a course, a course mate or whatever, you should as well greet the other person or the other people that are there. There are a lot of ways you can, you can do that. It's not compulsory you have to and shake all of them, but just signify that, oh, I know you also, yeah, um, good morning, oh, um, how are you guys doing or something like that, and you continue whatever it is you want to do. But you're not doing that can give an impression that, that you're proud. Okay, thank you very much, Nifemi. This is a topic that is dear to my heart. So I'm going to give an opinion on it. I tell my younger siblings that your attitude is a reflection of your home training. And many of us, we do not portray our home training or our home properly. The Bible was saying concerning Abraham that I know him. He will train his children in the way to go. You are a disrespectful person, respectfully speaking. If when you see two, three people together, you greet only the person that you know. It means that the reason why you are greeting that person is probably because of a relationship. You are not a respectful person naturally. Because if you are, you will greet everybody there. So it is important that as believers... Okay, so you don't greet that person, and tomorrow you are going for evangelism. You don't see that person. You don't see that person. Yeah, sister. So it's important that we greet people. You can even introduce yourself to them. That's how relationships start. Pastor Daring. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Derry is one of the people that blows my mind on social media. Before you scream, well, you can scream, Sha. You know, I think recently she even started one challenge, how to use social media. So, Pastor Darren, for instance, I'm not in PSF. I don't really know Pastor Lake beyond seeing him on the altar. You know, I, I want to have a relationship with Pastor Lakey. I want to invite him for a program, or I want him to be my mentor because I celebrate the grace of God in his life. How can I? <laughs> How do I approach him on social media? Should I just slide into his DM and say, Hello, Pastor, the Spirit of the Lord revealed to me that you are my mentor. Is there a structure to it? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can anybody hear me? Okay, so it's funny that in 1 Samuel 17, when David was going to kill Goliath, when he came in front of Saul, if you read that scripture from verse 34, when he came in front of Saul, what did he say? He did not say, I have the spirit of God, I'm going to kill Goliath. He said, I was tending my father's sheep when a lion and bear came, and I killed them. But you, if you go down to verse 45, when he got to the front of Goliath, he said, I come before you by the Spirit of God. Do you notice the difference? So when he was going to go to Saul, that was going to allow him to go and kill Goliath, he didn't come that, oh, um, the Spirit of God is leading me to you. And if you, are not, if you don't become my mentor, you likely will not achieve so much. Deep. He didn't, go, he didn't do that. He went with a track record that, see, I might look small, but I've killed a lion and a bear. When I was going to approach my mentor, I approached my mentor on Instagram. Okay? So, before then, I had, I had attended his classes. I had um, consumed his content, you know, all of that. So, when I approached him, even though it was God that told me to approach him, I didn't go into his DM and say, God told me to message you. When I approached him, there was already a track record. So, when you're approaching somebody, especially somebody that is higher, you let you come in the, in the um in the, from the inst, from the point of view that you've consumed that person's content, you follow that person, you've gotten you've bought their materials, you've bought their resources. You will not come like as if you are begging the person, because in fact, because of the, the grace that God has deposited in you, anybody that will mentor you is going to receive so much value. It's like the person is borrowing God resources. 
So there's no other person who will not get blessing. All right. So you are also valuable. So enter the person's DM that, for instance, if I want to enter Pastor Lake's DM now, or let's say somebody else, DDK. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I've actually done it and I got a response. Praise the Lord. So when you want to enter that kind of person's DM, DDK has a lot of content. She has a lot of materials. That thing you are asking her to mentor you for, has she written a book on it? Has she made a video on it? Those are the little things that will show that you actually know what you are doing. Have you grown up to the level that now you, are, you, have, you have passed the level of all our resources, you have grown so much that what is remaining is direct mentorship? Alright? So first of all, before you enter that person's DM, let the person know that you have a track record of consuming that person's content or following that person and you have value to offer. The easiest way for access is value, is to serve. That's the easiest way to access anybody in the world. Serve your way up. So, if you want to enter Pastor Lickie, you cannot even enter, actually, to, to access Pastor Lickie and make um, direct mentorship. For instance, please don't quote me. For instance, to go from the DM route, because it's not even Pastor Lickie that manages social media. So to go from the DM route will not be, will not be effective. What you can do in that instance is to serve your way to access. All right? Start from your unit in PSF. That's where all the lazy people that just want to, so you can name drop that, ah, Pasoleke, post the screenshots of his status so that everybody knows you have Pasoleke on your status. So serve. All right? Consume that person's content. Then you can now approach the person with value to offer. All right? So look for a place that Pasoleke maybe needs help. Or not help but needs value and offer value. All right? That's the easiest way to access anybody. Praise we celebrate Pastor Dere. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Ushers, do we have any questions? Ushers, if we have questions, please bring them up. Thank you. Pastor Itunu, you're in a group chat, or maybe you are friends, or you're in a room with people who would not stop making inappropriate jokes about, about a certain group of people. How can you address the situation in a way that promotes respect and sensitivity towards others? For instance, Marire boys and those new oil boys, that when you're passing, they'll be making snide comments. Say, as this one, no fine. Say, as this one, you know. <laughs> Which yourself? Jaja. Jaja boys, may God forgive you. So let's imagine that you are their roommate or they are your friends, how can you address them to stop making such remark, yet you are still addressing them with respect and you are not being confrontational? Alright. So, my younger sister is on the big side. She's a little bit bigger than I am. And then my friend came to my house one day and was saying, uh-uh, see as a sister big, not only are they chop the food way to your house, and I said back to him, now she talks to make you no get food for your house. And then... <laughs> Pastor! <laughs> Hallelujah! As, as they will say in the court of law, strike that out. <laughs> out of the record book. Pastor, please continue, man. Alright, so praise God. Hallelujah. I think that first things first, you have to be open about your condemnation. Don't laugh about it. It's not funny. Yeah? No, for real. It's not funny. Someone passes and then the next thing you are doing is, as soon as this get dry, I mean, if, if you have laughed about it before, it will be somewhere in your mouth to correct the person. So you've said it before that, see as this girl fat. And then I'm like, ah, I know, right? So the next time you say something and I find it touchy and I have to correct you, if you have the spirit of God, your spirit self will condemn you. But you put the same. So first things first, be open. I, that thing you said, not nonsense. And you see, another thing is to condemn the action and not the person. Right? Condemn the action and not the person. So um, I'm roommates with a Jaja boy. That all you do in your life, you wake up in the morning and you stand by the window. And you're looking to objectify people. Don't say... Um, um, or you, guys, you just, sound, you just sounded stupid. No. Uh, what you did is not right or something like that. And then another thing to do is, which God has been helping me with is, 
Don't use a lot of you. Use more of I. Right? Let me give you an example. So, um, if Nifemi was my friend and he did something like that, rather than say, oh, Nifemi, you shouldn't have, right? I would instead say, Nifemi, I find what you did offensive. Hmm? So, if you have offended me, rather than say that you don't know how to talk, I'd rather tell you that I'm offended by the way you spoke to me. We're saying the same thing, but we're saying them in different ways. So, you, and sometimes, you see, these people don't know. Sometimes, these people that do these insensitive things, they don't know. Okay. They don't know. You know, I could have a visually impaired parent, and then you say, I say as if they work out like blind woman. You don't know where I'm coming from. And then you make such a joke. It is touchy, right? So I think that it can be hard. It can be hard to communicate in love, but nonetheless, you are a child of God. And love is the basis of every of our actions. So you communicate in love. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have some questions here. The first question will be to Pastor Finn. The question says, so speaking on sensitive issues like homosexuality, throughout last week, a particular fellowship, although I do not think it's a fellowship because I also saw it, have been aggressively preaching against the LGBTQ community. They even term it as the right kind of hatred. I know the Bible is strongly against this, but should this method be a strategic way to communicate the word of God? I want to assume that this same fellowship have members who are struggling with this homosexuality, wahala, but shouldn't we communicate in love rather than hatred and aggressive condemnation and discrimination? Do you understand the question, sir? Yes. Praise God. And thank God. The person... Can you hear me? All right. So I believe the person at least knows what the scripture has said about, about that issue. So it's about how... Now, I can't... The fellowship, well... Well, yeah. I mean, if you are speaking about hate, um, God, Jesus never told us to hate anybody. Be, maybe I've not read my Bible well, Shah, but when he told me I should love my enemies, praise God. And then, when you talk about sin, for Bible says that while we're yet sinners, Christ did what? He died, right? Did he hate us? But he hated the sin. So if you come with sin, he loves you, but he can't touch you. Because what is wrong is the sin. So what he addresses is what? Is the sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, in fact, if it's, it's quite because if you even put yourself in a position where you are not meant to be, when you are saying you want to hate someone, then how can you now love the person to Christ? It's not possible. Praise God. So if you want to address such a situation, maybe, or you see someone, for instance, who um, who has embraced that ideology, for instance, or who believes in it and sees it as nothing. And then you know that, you no, know, Scripture has said, contrary to this, praise God, like I said before, what you just do is bring the Scripture and by the help of the Holy Spirit, bring the person to understand that this nature is not your nature. It's not what God wants for you. And this is a corruption. So you let the person know that this is a corruption. This is not God's plan for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So that, I believe in such a situation. It's not really about my opinion. I don't have any opinion. As a kingdom person, we don't have opinions. The king's opinion is what we speak. Not our own opinion. Praise God. So I need to know what God's opinion is by reading the word. When I understand the word, all my job is, is to speak the word and be instant in season. As, um, was this 1 Timothy 4 verse 2? Says, praise God, hallelujah, speak it in love. But, like I think she mentioned one time, it's not for you to now, I think it's very easy. Speak what God has said. Leave the rest. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do we get it? Thank you very much, sir. This is to Nifemi. There are two questions. I'll take them together because they look alike somehow. The first one says, two friends had an, an argument, and that argument ended the friendship. Now, one of the friends tries to at least greet the person 
whenever they pass by each other, but the other person is not always responding, is it okay for the other friend to stop greeting? That's the first question. Then the second one says, what do I do when people are carrying face for me? I mean, being cold just because they had a problem with a roommate of mine. So they probably feel like I'm part of the issue. What do I do? All right. Um, I think to the first one, one advice I give is, so far the person has not come out to tell you, see, Oga, don't greet me again. Yeah? You keep on greeting the person. You're not doing, sometimes our actions are not really because of the other person. Sometimes even because of yourself. Because, okay, I'm coming from the point of view of the person trying to greet now. Your action is because of you, not because of yourself. So, one, continue greeting the person unless the person now comes out to say, guy, don't greet me again. And even if the person says, don't greet me again, don't put yourself in a position whereby you won't be able to help the person again. If there's something the person needs, even though the person doesn't approach you, I know that ah, this guy needs this thing. Do it. If you know you will not collect it from you, you can send someone to do it for the person because we are Christians and um, the fruit of the Spirit, love, is very important to us. So I think you can continue greeting unless it says don't greet, but then ensure that you are in a position whereby you've not neglected the person. You are coming from a point of view of love. So if the person needs your help, still always be ready to provide the solution. And if the person comes, maybe the person has a change of um, perspective and comes back, oh, I think I've been wrong, and oh, yeah, can we go back to whatever it is? Fine. You understand? Because your own mindset had been, I don't have a problem with you. You might be the one having the problem with me. So that's for the first one. Then the second, please, can you help me with the other one? So they are being called okay. to you because they have a problem with your roommates. Maybe roommates, five people in a room, okay. two people have issues, and one of them, you probably talk to one of them. So the other person is being called to you because right. they think you're part of the issue. How okay. do you respond? All right. Um, I think communication is very important. And if there's something that I've been learning over the, over the years is, is being able to actually approach people. So you realize something is off. Sometimes it might be you giving a wrong perspective. It might be you giving a wrong notion. So I think what is best is walk up to the person. Uh, Brother, do you have an issue with me? You understand? Is anything the matter? I think from that, from, from that kind of um, approach, if the person has an issue with you, is it that he doesn't, he doesn't answer you or the body language gives a notion that, oh, you have an issue with me. Then you try to make the person understand that, okay, I understand this situation. I don't want to give a generalized answer because I don't know the kind of scenario. But you, the, thing, the, the um, thing I'm recommending is you approaching the person first to be sure that this notion is correct, that yes, this guy is actually giving me face. Then you ask the person, wow, what's happening? I realize you've not, your responses to me have been cold. That is it because of what happened the other day? That if it's that, see, this is my point of view, and I don't think whatever it is that happened in the past should um, affect our future, all those kind of things like, uh, oh, in, in fact, why do we even fight? You're about to be like, um, sometimes the reason why we are making peace is so that we can fight again, and okay. if we don't end this fight here, how can we fight another one? You understand? <laughs> yes, that's what you're about to say. So please, okay. approach the person. Thank you very much, Nifemi. So we have many questions here. And our time is limited. So I would like to appeal to the panelists. Please keep it short. Yet, make sure you answer our questions. Thank you very much. Pastor Daring, please keep it short, ma'am. I have a cosmate. I will ask you two questions. I have a cosmate who stays in the same hostel with me. Her behavior irritates me. For instance, the way she talks, take my stuff. I don't want to be mean. How do I respond to her? So the second question, two of my roommates always ask me for things. And most of the time I give them, even when it is small. But when it is their turn, it is always one story or the other. Should I keep giving or return the same energy? Please, my efforts answer the questions. So basically both of them are talking about when you give things to people, but they do not respond to you with the same energy. When someone takes your things without your permission and you are upset about it, how do you communicate your upset to them? Okay. Praise the Lord. 
So the first instance of um, somebody speaking to you and you constantly being irritated by the person. So one thing I'll just say is that we owe everybody love, whether the person irritates you or not. In fact, <laughs> I recently had that experience when somebody was just, was just annoying me. So, but you owe everybody love. So as much as the person irritates you, address the matter. So why is the person irritating you? What about the person um, annoys you? So if the person is not someone that is close to you, you don't necessarily, or if the person is just maybe a blockmate, somebody on your block, somebody, you don't have to um, bring the person closer. As long as the person is not like your friend, you, you still have to respond to the person in love, all right? Why you address your own issue? Why are you having that irritation? And avoid instances where you have one-on-one -on -one with the person, that the person can now irritate you further. Do you get? Do you understand what I'm saying? So take for instance, somebody's always um, shouting in the bathroom, or somebody's always messing the bathroom up. And the bathroom is for everybody, but you, you know that particularly yourself, you don't like when the bathroom is messed up. So can you go earlier? Or can you go after the person? Especially if the person is not your roommate, the bathroom is not your own. So, can you go earlier, or can just avoid instances Pastor where Darren. the person can <laughs> just avoid instances where the person can continually annoy you? Praise the Lord. Then the second question: When the person, when people are not um, sending, yes, no, when people are not returning your energy, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, do, I'll still say it again: Do everything from a place of love. So, if somebody is constantly borrowing your stuff, and the person is not handling it well, or the person is just misbehaving yourself, talk to the person. And if the person persists, just stop borrowing your, your stuff to the person. You still love the person. You, you are still a love being, alright? But to be wise, the Bible says to be wise as serpents, alright? So to be a wise person, so that it does not aggravate Hallelujah. beyond that. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Thank you very much, Pastor Dane. Please put your hands together for Pastor Dane. She was very brief and concise. Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Itunu, please be brief. We are running against time. Some of my roommates, females, drink alcohol and smoke weed. I'm going to ask two questions. I'm asking two questions because they are similar, at least in my mind. I believe that the same answer should apply to both. So please. Some of my roommates, females, drink alcohol and smoke weed. Sometimes they even dress indecently. Yet they still claim to be born again Christians. How do I correct them without sounding judgmental? Then the second question is about someone who has a roommate who is not a steadfast Christian. But this her roommate is vast in knowledge and impressive when she talks. I have a roommate who is not a steadfast Christian, but she's vast in knowledge and can be impressive sometimes. However, most times I do not agree with her opinion because they are not godly. But in order not to get into an argument with her, I normally leave her to her opinion. And most times she thinks she's right as a result of that. How do I help her to see the truth according to the Bible? Please be brief, man. All right, praise God. Hallelujah. I said earlier, first thing is to listen to people. This other person that takes alcohol and this person that thinks she's wise, let them talk. And you see, when people talk, you can know where they are coming from. When you know where they are coming from, you can know what kind of questions to ask them, right? So you think alcohol is right. And then you tell me why you think it. I ask you follow-up questions. And so that these people that are in the bar, they'll go to heaven. Or people, do you understand? So I would ask you questions that at the end, when you answer those questions by yourself, you can take a decision by yourself. Right? So sometimes, it's not every time you say you are wrong. You are not right. You are, no, no, no. You know what the scripture says, right? And like Pastor Darren said, wisdom is profitable to direct. So it's not every question you give a straightforward answer to. You keep asking questions. You keep having conversations. Till that person knows, like this person, I know people who think they are wise are hard to deal with, right? But you see, God is the wisdom of the wise. So it can't possibly be wiser than you because you have God in you. Amen? So you keep asking questions. At least that's what I do. Eh, so you talk, I'm like, eh, wow, that's fantastic. That is, the Bible was lying when he said, and I say, no, the Bible is not lying. The Bible said, uh-uh. Do you, do you get what I'm trying to say? So sometimes don't give a direct answer. 
you know what the scripture says. By yourself, point them to it by asking questions. God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so please pass the mic to Nifemi. Concerning greeting, greeting people, what if you are not an outspoken person? You're a shy person. So when you see people, you are too shy to greet them. And the second question, Pastor Nifemi, please be brief, sir. How do you address your fellow cosmates who are pastors in church? Are we to, are we to call them pastors in class? <laughs> Pastor Nifemi, please. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I lost track of the first one. I'm a shy person. When I see you, I'm too shy okay. to greet you. Yes, I think, I think it happens. Um, but I think the, the, um, the first thing to know is understand that it is important you greet people. Maybe because I'm from the Yoruba background and maybe that's why I feel. But it's very important that you greet people. You need to understand that first. Settle that in your mind. Now, are people shy? Yes. There are some persons that you will meet and maybe they are not giving you that welcoming look. Sometimes it's not about you coming out to say, ah, good morning. But just that signal that I know you or I can see you or something, give that signal. You understand? That's what I would say about the first one. Now, the second one, well, I think it applies to myself and Pastor Finn. <laughs> so, yeah, we are both in the same um, department, chemical and petroleum engineering. So how do you approach things like that? Well, it's very important that it's not wrong if you are not calling the person pastor because there was a way you started before. But then, your own mindset, you have to settle what is in your mind. Whether you call the person pastor or not, some, some people say pastor and well, there's no form of reference in their mind to the person. So first, settle what is in your mind. Yes, we might be cosmates. Yes, we might have known each other from day one when we did matric up to this point. But now, this person is um, in a position over me. It might, not even just be, it might not even be president. It might not be about pastor. It might just be any position. Respect that person. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So I think the respect is the most important thing. The Bible says that we should honor all men. Honor is not in what you call people. So honor your friends, honor your cosmates, even whether they are pastors or not. I'm a shy person. Please greet. Please. I can do all things through Christ. It does not only strengthen you to read your book. It also strengthens you to open your mouth when you should open it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Pastor Deering. How do you approach a best friend who has mouth order? Pastor Darren, please keep it brief. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. So how do you, wait, the person is your best friend. Yes. Then simply tell the person that the person has mouth to do. The person is your best friend. You guys are close, Abby. Anyway, so the strategy I used, not my current best friend though. So when I was in secondary school, I had a friend, a very close friend that had mouth to do. So what did we do? I discussed with our other friend. I said, this girl has mouth order. It's no good that she will have mouth order. Let's do something about it. So what did we do? When we were having our baths that morning, in my usual jovial self, I said, you know what? Everybody today, we're going to do practical on how to brush. I made sure she was there. I said, we're going to do practical on how to brush. So now, go inside your tongue, brush it out. You know, just to make sure that at least if I cannot say it directly because it might be offensive, she will try and learn how to brush that day. Praise the Lord. And if the person is close to you, I don't think it's too much of a thing to tell your best friend that, are you sure you are washing your mouth well? Do you need me to buy mouthwash for you? I think you should buy mint. Because we all fall prey to eat one way or the other. You eat fish, you eat okbono, those yes, kind of ma'am. things. So, <laughs> so yes, just advise the person. I think you should buy mint, use a mouthwash, don't use clothes of use or I'll be. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. RCF Unilag is disclaiming from what Pastor David has just said. In case close up decides to sue her. Amen. I also think that our definition of friendships is very important. Because if you cannot tell your best friend that they have mouth order, it means if your husband or your wife has mouth order, you will not be able to tell them. 
So if someone is your best friend, love sometimes rebukes. Love makes us call people out. Tell them. But be polite about it. Be kind about it. Pastor, sir, I have two questions for you, which I believe we'll round up with. But you will not take them together. You take them one after the other. The first one says, I have a not-so-good relationship with my parents. They've done hurtful things to me. The Bible says, obey your father and your mother. How do I keep and maintain a relationship with them as a child of God without coming out as rude? Notes, they left me stranded in school, though. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm meant to be quick, but then... Um, so, I... I don't even know how to say this, but... I'm sorry that you had that kind of experience, because... You know, sometimes our parents... Well, the first thing, please just keep praying for them. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Keep praying. The reason why I'm saying you should pray because I was reading a book by Benny Hinn, right? And his parents were not in support with his being born again and everything. But he kept praying for them. And one day, they were in the meeting where he was preaching. And when he got home, they were waiting for him. And they said, Benny... That was not you on the stage because we know who you are. But that person has changed. Can you lead us to Christ? Praise God. So what happened was that the Holy Spirit was the one doing the work in their hearts. Praise God. So prayer is not just you wasting your time. You are just telling God, please work on my parents' hearts. Now, you want to keep being respectful, honoring them. I know that every day... You are just remembering the fact that they left you stranded. They didn't care about you or stuff like that. Please, um, like what we've been able to say during this time is that your honor to people is not based on what they have done to you. It's the fact, number one, that they are made in the image of God, right? And then secondly, Scripture says we should honor our parents because then we are promised what? Long life. Hallelujah. So we are respecting and honoring God by honoring them. Praise the living Jesus. And, I, and let me be very real with you. There are some times when maybe they tell you to do something. And at that point, in your heart, honestly speaking, you're like, from you, you that this thing, this thing. You're already contemplating maybe being disobedient. At that point, just ask the Lord to help you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, be short for I hope he helps. Please keep praying for them. Praise Hallelujah. God. Yeah. I had a different question, but I think this one is... <laughs> Pastor, how do you communicate your definite no to an homosexual guy proposing to you as a fellow guy, a believer at that? Should it be, get thee behind me, O ye devil, or guy, you decrease? LCF Unilad, some decorum, please. Did you hear the question? Because many of us, na guy, you decrease, or you go come out in teeth. That's why you're screaming. Pastor, please, what's the appropriate approach to that? Um, you know who you are. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know who you are. Praise God. Now, let's forget about the second, third party. Let's settle ourselves. Do you know who you are? I didn't even know how to even say this thing again. Praise God. So once you know who you are, I don't think it's any, I don't think you should be thinking, should you say, someone is saying, uh, no, it's simple no. Can't we just say no? It's no not easy enough to just tell the person no. I am not gay. And I don't, I have no relationship with you. Like, I don't understand. This thing is very easy to me, but it's sounding like it's more than, we don't need to beat around the bush with some things. If, a, if, a, if for instance, you're a lady, a guy walks up to you, you, Abbas, you know someone introduced herself, I am Abbas beloved. You are Abbas beloved. One guy now comes say, you are very beautiful, clinical. can we go to a hotel today? I'm going to pay. What will you, th- will you be thinking? You just say no, ni, Ogasa, pack, your, this is, stay your, you know, I believe there are some ways that you just, just say no. I believe no is actually sufficient. Praise God. So, once you know who you are, sometimes the, the problem when comes when you are, you're not even sure of yourself. You're not even sure of who you are as a person. So once you are certain about who you are, and you are made in the image of God, male and female created in them, you know, so basically just say no and just, if you don't need to tell the person, get it behind me, Satan, 
You're all just, the person is not Satan. Okay. So say no. I'm be firm about your no. Don't say no like you're sorry to say no. Say no and mean no. If you've enjoyed this session, you've been blessed. Please put your hands together for our panelists. Nifemi, thank you for coming. Pastor Itunu, Pastor Derry, Pastor Finn, we celebrate you. Hallelujah. I think you can return to your seats. Please let's keep clapping for them as they return to their seats. Hallelujah. So we have many unanswered questions. And I'm speaking on behalf of the sectariats when I say that your questions will be answered and sent to our group chats. Every of your questions that we did not answer will be answered, compiled into a document, and sent to the group chats. So if you are not in any of our group chats, when the general secretary is taking the announcement, please join. I'd like us to conclude with 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Can we have it opened? 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. If you have your Bibles... It says, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Praise the Lord. We did not, it was not our intention to excite you this morning. So can you just bow your head and ask the Lord to help you to be an example to believers in speech, in conduct, in every of your doing? That the Lord will help you. Your heart is right before the Lord. When men see you, they see Jesus. That you reflect God in all that you do in the name of Jesus. Are you praying? I'll see if you in the log.